speaking about living your prophetic journey with confidence. Living your prophetic journey with confidence. So revelation that God gave me is when God reveals it, God wants to deal with it. When God reveals it, God wants to deal with it. So I was talking to my wonderful wife here this morning, and I always try to push her to go preach and stuff, but she's like, no, you share the story. So I'll share the story for her. Amen? <laughs> yeah. I probably won't tell it as good as you, Laura, but I'll, I'll do my best. So Bora was actually uh, planning on going to Africa. She got her passport ready and everything. And she asked the Lord, God, I need confirmation from you that I'm supposed to go to Africa. Because it's not a small thing. It's a big thing to go to Africa. Was that, was that last night that you prayed that? Last week she prayed that. And then she got a call from one of her spiritual mothers, which didn't know that she was supposed to go to Africa. And she said, Ora, I saw that you were going on a trip to Africa. And God showed me that you were not to go. And obviously that's a little bit sad for her because she was excited to go see her dad and you know it's sad, right? But what are you going to do when God actually tells you something? I mean, there's no way she would have known. Like, Bora didn't tell anybody. She didn't even tell her dad. But what did she do? She asked the Lord for an answer. And we sang that song, I call, you answer. And you came to my rescue. I want to be where you are. I want to be in your will. I want to be doing what you want me to be doing. And, and Bora asked the Lord, what is it I'm supposed to do? She called and he answered. And he came to her rescue. Because she doesn't know, and actually, you know, I was quiet about it, but I was a little bit worried myself, you know, because... Who knows what's going to happen with COVID and all that. And I was thinking, ah, oh, yeah, of course, it's good for her to go. But I don't, I don't want her to get stuck there or, you know, who knows what's going to happen. And my wife actually has a lot of dreams. And we're going to be talking about kind of like a prophetic journey and living in life in a prophetic way, which, which means aligned with God. It means aligned with his voice. It means aligned with his will. And actually knowing what his will is for you today. Because we know what his will is for the whole world. We know what it is in the Bible. But sometimes we need to know what it is for me today. And we don't need to go see fortune tellers and palm readers to tell us what's going to happen to us in our future. The Holy Spirit wants to reveal to you. We're going to look at some verses that talk about this. Because there's no deception in the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> and I'm not saying this to make pe people feel bad if they've ever done that. Because we've all 
kind of made some mistakes. But I want to share this this morning, is that the Holy Spirit will actually guide you into the right direction. And God only knows what would have happened to her if she would have decided to go to Africa. We, we might never know. But all that we know is God said, so we should probably listen. Can I hear amen this morning? <laughs> Isn't that good that God wants to talk to you? Not, not just for, for today and for this week and for this month. He wants to talk to you about this year. He wants to talk to you about, about your family. He wants, to, he wants to give you direction with your career. Hallelujah. So Bora has a lot of dreams and God will prophetically give her dreams so the Lord will show her things. And she had a dream. One of her friends was uh, was about to get married with this guy. And she didn't feel too good about it. Uh, my wife, she wasn't sure, right? Because it's a good friend. And kind of telling her, oh, maybe, you know, think about it. And, and then the, her friend said, well, I already made my decision. I'm going to do it. So that week... She had a dream, and she actually saw that inside this man's house, there was idols that he had in, his, in like the cabinet and stuff. And Mora's like, fine, but you have to get, tell him he has to get rid of the idols. And then she got rid of the idols. What are we talking about? We're talking about a prophetic journey. We're talking about God giving us warnings. We're talking about God speaking to us through people, through dreams, so that we can actually follow Him and take heed to His warnings. Because where He wants to lead you is so, is so much better than where we want to lead ourselves. Anybody ever tried to lead themselves and end up in a bad place? Is it just me? <laughs> And then at one point you do that about 10 times and at one point you're like, okay God, like, just tell me where to go. <laughs> I've tried already. Like. So the Lord actually said, ask, seek, knock. You see, Bora asked the Lord, should I go? And he says in Luke chapter 11, verse 5, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Isn't that a good promise? Isn't that amazing that the Lord says, well, just like that song, I call, you answer. And he comes to your rescue because that's his name. Yeshua means Messiah, Savior. He's your Savior. He comes to your rescue. We all need rescuing. So I just remember uh, I had this period where I was trying to be more prophetic, if that makes any sense. I was trying to minister to people and get words of knowledge and hear the hear God for what he wanted to do to people and I remember this woman she uh, she had a lot of problems and and I asked God what, what is it is there a word that I can give her 
and she gave me someone's name. And I'm like, do you know this person's name? She's like, yeah. This guy is actually beating me up. Like he's being abusive, this and that. And I, I gave her a warning and I said, I think it's important that you stop seeing this person. You see, God revealed it because he wants to deal with it. But you know, you know what I found? Is you can actually have a word of knowledge for, for someone and get it. It's like, you see, like, my wife, when she heard her friend tell her that, she could have decided, I'm going to go anyways. Right? Some people, you can actually give them such a clear, like, how did I know that person's name? I mean, like, God just gave me that name and I gave it to this person. It's like something didn't even click and they just kept going. But God wants to deal with our stuff. He wants to reveal it so that we could deal with it. You know, actions speaks louder than words. It's like you hear and then you do. So number one, let's look at this. We're looking at living a prophetic journey with confidence. Number one, God reveals his truth to strengthen you. Who needs some strengthening? Sometimes you feel a little bit weak. Sometimes you feel like you want to give up. Sometimes you feel like nobody cares. Sometimes you feel like nobody listens to you. Anybody? Any moms in here? <laughs> of course. Yeah. So he reveals the truth to strengthen you in your doing, in what you're going to do next. So a lot of times what we do is we, we just, we have the actions, right? We have the steps and we move and we do things. But you know that there's an extra strength in your walk when God had revealed it first, what you are to do next. If he reveals it to you, every step is way more firm and with more confidence in it. That's why the word of the Lord is so important in our lives. It gives you confidence. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3. It says, but the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. So I have one of our guys um, that works with us in Burnaby, really nice guy, and he invited us to his uh, baby shower. He's just got a nice little little boy, and he got blessed, and and he invited me as a pastor to go and share a blessing, to share a word for them. Okay, so he asked. For a word. Come on, how, how many know that's a good thing? Because a lot of people don't do that. So I'm there, and we're partying, we're having sandwiches and carrots and dip, you know, all the fun stuff that you do at a summer party, right? And, and, uh, and I'm like, Lord, give me something. I, I, I need a word for this guy. I know you love him so much. 
And this is a verse that, they, that the Lord gave me clearly. I, I actually saw the word Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder what that is. So I went in the Bible and I looked up Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. And this is what it says. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So I'm here, I'm there at the party, and, and it, it was kind of awesome, because he's like, oh, so everybody, if you're Christian or not, doesn't matter, like, yeah, this is a pastor, and he's going to share a little word, and, and they were holding each other, and here I am, and I'm just like, I open my Bible, and I just declare that prophetically over their life as they're getting ready to have a child, and I just speak that over them. Hallelujah. So what happens next is they're getting into all kinds of complications, right? they got to be at the doctor. The doctors aren't sure if the baby's going to make it, and... And all these things about being anxious and having issues. And, and then I, I just reminded him, I'm like, do you remember the word that I gave to you? You have to stand on that word, my brother. you got to stand. Do not be anxious. Just give your request unto God. Don't worry about it. Give your request and he will answer you. Come on. Can I, let's give Jesus a round of applause. Come on. He's good. He's good. What God revealed it because he wanted to deal with it. Because he knew ahead of time that I was going to give that prophetic word. He called, he asked, and God gave him a word. Hallelujah. And now he had something to stand on when life got shaky, when it got hard. He didn't have to be anxious because he knew that everything was going to be alright because he had that word. Hallelujah. That's why the prophetic is so important in our lives. That's why we need to be around prophetic people. That's why we need to, to read prophecies from the Bible. Because they speak to us. There's a rainbow word. There's, it, it speaks to, to our day. It speaks to our week. It speaks to our month. It speaks to our families. It speaks to us. And you know what? Instead of giving up, because they had that word to stand on, hallelujah, they were able to stand firm and say, God, I'm giving you this request. This baby will live. This baby will live. Hallelujah. Do you know that the word you can give to someone could be a lifeline for them? They yeah. could be standing on it. Hallelujah. We don't even know what they're going through, but that word that you gave about a month ago, yeah. it's coming back to them, and they're meditating on it. Instead of meditating on what's wrong, meditating on what makes you anxious, you start meditating on the word of God. And then you're not shaky. You could be strong in his word. Because his word is like bread. And it feeds you. That's why we feed off of his word. Come on. Yeah, anybody ever go a week without eating? <laughs> and then we just did the kind of... You're not strong. You're a little bit shaky. And you're weak. And you're right. When, when we're fasting, both me and Alfredo, we, we didn't want to work out. Because you're not strong. The bread... The Word of God makes you strong. So look, let's look at the Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 2. And uh, so Caesar was actually causing 
everyone to worship idols, and there was idol worship. And Paul got kicked out. So there was some believers there, there was a church there, and they were strong. But then they, uh, Paul sent Timothy, the young guy. <laughs> Let's read this. And we sent Timothy, our brother and God's co-worker. Hmm, interesting, interesting. In the gospel of Christ to establish, to exhort you in your faith that no one be moved by what? By these afflictions. How? For you yourselves know that you, you are destined for this. For when we were with you, we kept telling you beforehand that you were to suffer affliction just as it has come to pass and just as you know now. So, so what, what is this verse saying? They're going to go through afflictions. They're going to go through problems. Anybody ever go one year without one problem? I've gone one day yet. <laughs> Wait, let, let me bring it. One month without a problem? <laughs> one week? <laughs> one hour? <laughs> I think I went for five minutes. <laughs> so here, Paul had told them, look, I'm giving you a prophetic word. You're going to go through affliction. You already know this. So be encouraged because I already told you this is what's going to happen. Hallelujah. And when someone's already told you this is what you're going to go through, I see it in your life. That's why the prophetic is so important. Because you are warned for what's coming next. And then you're ready when it comes. You're not surprised when it comes. So let's look at number two here. Number two, God reveals his truth for warning, intercession, and intervention. God reveals his truth for warning, intercession and intervention so same situation in the Old Testament you got the prophet Amos and there's a king at Jeroboam who's worshipping idols here you got the idols it's always when people start worshipping idols or they put things above God that's when destruction comes because they're worshipping idols they're, they're not, they don't have the proper hierarchy of value they're valuing things above the kingdom so anything, there's, anytime there's a, an inversion of that, you see some kind of destruction. And uh, Jeroboam was actually quite rich, and he was all about making money and all about just getting, getting uh, things for him. And, and then obviously the idols come in, and then next thing you know, it's like Amos is coming, and he's about to bring the sword of the Spirit. Hallelujah. You see, sometimes a prophetic word doesn't always sound too encouraging, right? Sometimes it's like, if you keep doing this, watch what's going to happen to you. You ever had one of those? <laughs> this is exactly what I'm going through right now. Yeah. 
I like sometimes I, I, I watch even my own kids and I'm like, if you keep going in that direction, I, I don't think it's gonna go very well with you. Just to, you, you know when you see, you could just see something's about to happen. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You just you're going the wrong way, like. But why are you telling me to do this? Why are you, why are you going to like tell me what to do all the time? Because I can see it. Maybe you don't see it because you're in it. But I can see it because I'm outside of it. And I've, I've seen this pattern before. I've seen this cycle in other people's lives. I've seen it in my life. Come on. <laughs> you ever see like the same patterns you, you did in your life happening to someone else and you're like, don't do that. Last time I did that, I lost everything. <laughs> come on, just come over here. I'll give you a hug. It's okay. Just... So let's look at Amos chapter 3, verse 7. It says, Surely the Lord God, right, this is a very important verse, the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. God does nothing unless he reveals his secrets to the prophets. Then it says, a lion has roared, who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken, who can but prophesy? Hallelujah. So, so sometimes God gives you a word so strong that if you put a cap on it, you're going to explode. He gives you revelation. He gives you a prophetic word for someone. And it's just bubbling up inside of you. I want to encourage everyone to be obedient in that moment. I know, I know my wife does that too. I, I know I keep talking about you, sweetheart. I'll just deal with it later, but <laughs> I'll go in the doghouse for like no, no doghouse. There is no doghouse at my house. There's only a house house. <laughs> There's a couch in there. <laughs> oh dear. But, you know, sometimes she has a word and she tries to not say it, but then it, it just, it's got to come out at one point. How many times have we held on to truth because we're afraid to offend someone? And it, you know it's from the Lord and you know you're supposed to deal with it. He revealed something to you. And you know what? Women actually have this gift of understanding what's going on and having foresight in the family before the man can see it many times. It's like, I'm seeing that this is going crooked. Like, you're not seeing it? Huh? What? I don't see anything wrong. No, no, like, you, you guys, you guys following me this morning? Is this true? Women have this special sniffing gift. Like, no, I don't want this person in my house. I'm like, what? They didn't do anything. No, I just don't like them. It's like, okay. Let's, let's, no, don't do a business deal with that person. I'm like, why? Just don't. Okay. <laughs> It's true, though. We don't always have to understand everything. 
I feel like woman, it says, it says the woman is, is, is a helpmate. Because they have a prophetic insight into the family. Hallelujah. This is a good word. This is a good word this morning. So women, sometimes we tell you to be quiet, but just keep talking. Come on. Keep complaining. <laughs> Don't encourage. <laughs> you know it. You know they're right. It's like <laughs> you know they're right. True. <laughs> yeah. But uh, just words of wisdom before you make any big decisions, talk to your wife. Because she might see something that you don't see. Talk to someone that's prophetic. Because they might not see something they right? They're the gift of discernment is a prophetic gift. So let's look at Amos chapter 7, verse 15. This is what it said. You say, prophesy not against Israel. Preach not against the house of Isaac, but now, the, thus says the Lord, your wife shall be made a harlot in the city, and your sons and daughters shall fall by the sword. Your land shall be divided by, measuring, by the measuring line, and you yourself shall die in an unclean land. Israel shall be exiled far from its land. So what is happening here? By the way, if you just crack open your Bible and just start reading verses without the context, you might just be like, oh my gosh, God is like, why, is, why would he say that? Well, because that's a pattern of life. You take God out of schools, what do you think is going to happen? You take God out of government, out of leadership, what do you think starts happening? Harlots start to appear. Craziness starts, chaos starts to appear. Have you guys noticed there's a little bit of chaos in British Columbia? It's like, what is going on? Like, wh who's leading this nation? Right? Am I right? This is what starts happening. He says, stop prophesying. And says, don't preach. <laughs> When you stop prophesying and when you stop preaching, destruction comes. When the word of God is taken out of organizations, of countries, of schools, watch what's going to happen. By default, the enemy comes in like a flood. How many know God's going to raise a standard? Hallelujah. Yeah. Can, we can be that standard. We can be that force. To come and bring justice. Even in Amos, he's like, I don't even want your guitars and your harps. And he's like, there's going to be a stream. He's like, if your heart's not in it, in the right way, uh, it doesn't do anything to me. Like in the same, in the same uh, verses here, like it's talking about how there's a stream of justice and righteousness. I'd rather see a stream of justice and righteousness than your song and your your worship that you're not really into it. 
Just look at it. You'll, you can study that. It's really amazing. Because God doesn't look at our outward appearance. He looks at what's inside. So maybe your family hates you, but God sees you differently. Maybe your co-workers don't like you. Maybe your kids don't even like you. But God sees you differently. God sees you differently. He, he knows your heart. And we looked at that even last week about David and how David screwed up I don't know how many times. And, but he's after God's own heart. He always wasn't willing to kind of forgive and he had a chance to kill Saul. Anybody ever had a chance to take someone out completely? I've had I had a few opportunities. <laughs> I had some I had some some ev court evidence to take someone out. And I decided that the family was more important than me winning the court. Come on. David could have killed Saul, but he said he decided to keep him. And so, you know, he looks like a crazy guy in a cave, and, you know, he's got all these people that are weird, and, you know what I mean? That's, that's his crew, right? But God doesn't look at the outside. He look at what's going on right here. Come on. God's going to reveal it because he's going to deal with it. I remember so many times I'm in church and I'm like, is the pastor, like, is he following me on Facebook? Like, did he see what I'm doing? And did someone tell him what I'm going through? And it's like, no. Because he doesn't know, like, he doesn't know what you're going through. Like, but if God reveals it, it means he wants to deal with it. You're like, why, why is, like, Everything you're saying actually lines up with what I'm going through. I, I've had those moments. Not, not every time, right? But I've had these moments where it's like, wow, God, you really know what I'm going through. Like, you're speaking to me right now. You're revealing it. But now I'm going to deal with it. So let's look at Genesis chapter 18, verse 16. And uh, I'm almost done here, actually. You guys have been patient. How many like a short circle? <laughs> Don't raise your head. I was just scratching my head. <laughs> it's not better if it's longer, okay? Come on. Can I hear amen? <laughs> if I ever go too long, just give me a little love slap. Genesis chapter 18, verse 16. Abraham prays for Sodom. Let's look at verse 16 here. When, when, when the three men got ready to leave, they looked down towards Sodom, and Abraham walked part of the way with them. The Lord said to himself, before destroying Sodom, what did, what did he say to himself? I should tell Abraham what I'm going to do. Since his family will become a great and powerful nation that will be a blessing to all other nations on the earth, I have chosen him to teach his family 
to obey me forever and to do what is right and fair. If they do, I will give Abraham many descendants. Just as promised, the Lord said to Abraham, I have heard that the people of Sodom and Gomorrah are doing all kinds of evil. Now I'm going down to see for myself if those people really are that bad. If they aren't, I would like to know. Okay, so what, what's going on here in the story? you got Abraham, and God says, I'm about to do something, but before I do it, I'm going to reveal it to my prophets. Right? So he tells Abraham, I'm about to do this. So we're talking about intercession, which is the second point. God reveals his truth for warning, intercession, and intervention. Okay, so here you've got Abraham. And you guys remember this story? What, what, is, what does Abraham do? He's negotiating with God. He says, God. And I sometimes I ask myself, does God ever change his mind? That's a really deep question. He's with God. If there's 50 righteous people, will you not save them? Will you not? Then he's like, if there's 45, if there's 40, then he keeps going down, 30, 20? He's like, 10? <laughs> Is there not 10 that are righteous in the whole city? I remember, this is a, a month ago, we are looking at hiring some instructors, we do like lessons, and we're looking at an instructor. And I said something like this. I said, book him in for a lesson on Saturday to see if he's gonna do it. If he does it, we're gonna hire him. I don't know why I said that, I just said that. So what God does sometimes is he predestines a decision ahead of time. It's not that he changes his mind so much, is that he, he, he said he already had predestined, right, that if they pray, if my people call me, I will heal their land. I feel the anointing right now. So God has predestined. So that person was predestined. If he does the lesson, I'm going to hire him. It's, it's, you see, if we pray, if we, if we make the right decision, it's predestined. And I've thought about this. It's a little bit uh, philosophical, but I always think, anybody ever think of how God works and how does it all work? Is it all predestined? Does he know everything that's going to happen? God gave me a revelation. It might sound funny. But you know, you, you do analogies and it, it doesn't ever do justice. Can I hear it? Amen? Yeah. It's like, yeah, that didn't make sense. So I'm going to say a really weird one. So just bear with me here. This was just a thought that I had. Okay? But it was an idea. So you know how a video game is. A video game 
already has everything pre-planned in the game. With the joystick, if you go up, the guy goes up. If you jump into the hole, you die. You see how everything in the game is predestined. It's already in there. So I, this is, I believe that our lives are predestined. He already arranged everything that if we make this decision, this is what's going to happen. If we pray this prayer, that's going to change you, the, your future. Come on. Is this making a little bit of sense? In the back, they're like, no. <laughs> it's okay, we're just having fun. There's some good questions. I'm just going to say it this way. Nobody's figured it all got out. Nobody knows everything about God. If someone tells you that I know everything about God, they're just run. Like run really fast. Just in the other direction. <laughs> Maybe come back and give them some donuts or something. But later. <laughs> later. <laughs> okay, number three, and I'm just going to call... Uh, Maybe just the piano worship. Worship team. You guys learning something this morning? Good. We're talking about living a prophetic journey with confidence. Living your journey. Living your life with confidence. That every step has confidence in it. Come on. Number three, heeding the prophetic instruction brings healing. Heeding the prophetic instruction brings healing. Let's look at Hosea chapter 6 verse 1 and it says this, come let us return to the Lord. He has hurt us but he will heal us. He has cut us but he will cover the sore. After two days he will give us new life. He will raise us up on the third day that we may live before him. So keep on trying to know the Lord. His coming to see us is as sure as the rising of the sun. He will come to us like rain, like the spring rain giving water to the earth. Okay, this is a really interesting verse. He has hurt you, but he will heal you. He has cut you, but he will bind you. After two days, he will give you life. Okay, so so I did some research on this. And, because does God hurt us? I mean, the, trying to understand the verse, right? Think about this. If you have a cancer, you have a cancer. 
you go to the doctor, what does he have to do? He cuts you open. He wounds you. He cuts you. For what? So that he can remove the cancer. Sometimes we have to go through hard things. Your eyes, 